Om. Hello and welcome to It's All Right Here, the podcast series where I share short and sweet tips, strategies, and practices to help you live your very best life. If you stick around long enough, you will build a toolbox full of all things good for you, all here to help you rise into your next best and highest evolution. I'm your host, Britt B. Steele, and I have spent the last 25 years doing my very best to live my most optimal life and to help women do the same. So without further ado, let's get started. Hey there, I am super grateful to be talking about a topic that is near and dear to my heart. And I might even say that I'm a bit of an expert on this one. So I hope that you find this to be entertaining and of high value for you. So let's go ahead and get started. I don't remember when I read it. And it's probably been many, many years now, but it was a really, really good quote. Probably came across it on some social media. And I bet a lot of you will remember this too. And if you're a part of our community already, you can probably guess what I'm about to share. So I think that this is the perfect quote about letting go. It's the kind of thing that when you read it, it stops you in your tracks and leaves you spontaneously nodding, yes. You want to hear what it is? All right, here it is. Drum roll. Quote, everything I have ever let go of has claw marks, unquote. Everything I have ever let go of has claw marks. (laughs) This is what I'm an expert in, leaving claw marks. I love when things stick like this. And when they seem to anchor me to a truth that I sort of knew was true deep within, but I couldn't quite get to it by myself. And this is really true, you know, and if I might be so bold as to generalize, we humans sure know how to hold on tight. We know how to hold on to things and people and experiences that aren't good for us. And we also know how to hold on for way longer than is useful. And I, I, I know why, and yet I don't know why, if you know what I mean. It's like somewhere evolution went sideways and we just started holding on to things that centuries or perhaps even mere decades ago would have actually killed us. But now it's like we hold on and we slowly die inside. We look for a million reasons to outstretch our claws and like a cat hanging from a branch, we don't care how close the ground is. We are not letting go. So entertain me for a moment, if you would, please, because I'm going to go somewhere that might feel like a tangent, and then I'm going to come back around because there's something I want to share that I think is going to shine some light on our holding on or maybe on our letting go. So some time ago, quite a while back, Deepak Chopra was interviewed on a major network after a series of gut-wrenching school shootings had taken place in the U.S. And he was asked by a choked-up anchor woman, why does this keep happening? 
and his response I'll never forget. He said something to this effect, and I'm bringing it back from memory, so please forgive me, Dr. Chopra. But he said this, We have become a country of unresolved grief. As time has sped up and rest has almost become criminalized, we move from chaotic movement to chaotic moment, from war to war, from loss to sickness to challenge, with essentially no healing time, no downtime between significant events. And this builds up grief. And that grief comes out sideways, crooked, and in unexpected and unhealthy ways. We find ourselves fighting and attacking, road raging, and abusing each other because we are like ticking grief bombs waiting to go off until we just go off. The yogic tradition speaks of this as the moment when we either implode or explode. So I'm going to get a little naked with you here and say that when I heard Deepak Chopra say that, I thought about my own past, my own grief, and I looked back at what I've been through and thought about the mistakes that I've made and the times I didn't know what to do with my grief, didn't even know it was grief. And his words rang and ring true for me. It doesn't matter where I ran or what I ran toward or away from. I feel like his words really touch me deep in my bones and blood as really high truth. And then I also remember that he said, if we don't learn how to slow down and heal, this unhealthy pattern is bound to continue, escalate, and eventually kill us. In my own life, although I'm very committed to a healing path, the grief still comes and goes. How could it not? A broken family, sexual abuse, long-time eating disorder, an alcoholic abusive father, failed marriages. Even though I never picked up an actual weapon, as I look back, I can see that there definitely was a war being waged right under my own skin. When I look back at how I moved through difficulty or let go or ran away, I see now the struggle, the battle for power and for peace, and how in the end, people got hurt, myself and those I loved the most. Not because I wanted to hurt anyone or was intentionally lashing out, but because the unresolved grief, grief within me was unbearable, and I simply lacked the capacity to know what to do with it. And so out came my claws. And my life has the claw marks and the scars to prove it. Everything I have ever let go of has claw marks. Boy, do I resemble that remark. And I doubt if I'm alone. Letting go is no easy task. And there's both science and soul around this discussion. But today, I just want to give you a few simple things to think about because you asked. Number one, letting go is always bigger and deeper than we think. It's never that you're just letting go of the job or the house or the relationship. It's that these things are potent little packages filled to the brim with our dreams and visions and hopes for the future. So the relationship, for one example, isn't just a person or a ring or a piece of paper but it's all that plus 
everything that we have packed into an idea, a story, a fantasy, and a label as that person. And we fear if we let go of it, a part of us, a big part of us, will die. And death is terrifying. So the thing that I'm going to say about that is you have every right to be terrified. And you're right to feel that something, in fact, will die. But let me be clear, something will die, but it won't be you. Letting go is hard because it's bigger and more unknown than we can possibly or ever imagine. And it is deeper than your conscious mind will ever comprehend. And if we know anything about we human beings, and especially we as Westerners, we will do whatever it takes to not get old, get sick, to suffer, and especially we do not want to die. And so when something is feeling like it's pointing us toward a death and toward suffering, the psyche rises up and fights hard against this reality. And when we fight, there are inevitably claws. So it is bigger than we think. And we don't want to suffer. Next, it's hard for us to let go because we've created patterns in our lives that we have become very, very good at. A pattern might be something like getting up in the morning and exercising first thing. That's a good pattern. Or getting home at night and reaching for a glass of wine. That's a questionable pattern or spending your time with a certain someone, or going to a particular job. The point is that each of us have created a life of individualized familiarity, patterns that we've become accustomed to, and we've gotten really, really good at them. And if we are anything, people, we are creatures of habits. We like things that are predictable and make us feel safe, regardless of whether or not we're really safe. So letting go of anything it's pretty tricky when we tighten our grip around what we've been accustomed to doing and what feels familiar. It's pretty hard to let go when our grip has gotten tightened. So what's the work? You got to watch yourself really closely. You got to stalk yourself and notice when the tension rises and when you feel yourself extending your claws in an effort to hold on. In these moments, you got to breathe a little you got to relax just a little. Take a little space away from it all and do things, anything, just a little differently so you can lay down some new patterns and new ways of thinking, feeling, being, and seeing. So I'm going to leave it at that today because I feel like it's enough. These few bits are big and deep. And I want to say that it's okay It's okay if you haven't let go of something that you know and if you're having a hard time letting go of something that you know. You're holding on for very good reason, and I get that. And I want you to know that if you let go just a little, you're going to find more space for joy, more space for laughter, and for possibility. I'm certain of this. And then once you decide, all right, I'm going to let go a little. It's worth getting right with the fact that this isn't necessarily going to be easy. It's hard to let go. 
It's hard to let go because, number one, we have deep-seated grief that we've not healed. So if this is resonating with you, here are a few tips. Take some time to journal, be alone, be undistracted, and to be with what is. Go to nature, find joy, try something new and sweet where there's fresh air and fresh perspective. And have some soft and deep conversations. Oh, and then you might want to let go of the vision or the idea of a quick fix or any sort of timeline on grief, because grief's not going to play by your rules. And next, forgive yourself for the one big fundamental reality. You, dear one, are human, and there's nothing you can do about it. And I don't even know if we'd change it if we could. And we humans are beautiful, complicated, fallible, tender, and mortal at best. And also remember, we have formed patterns of individualized familiarity that we think are who we are. But these things, these attachments, these stories, these things and ways of being that we've practiced are not who we are at our core. They are just what we've gotten really, really good at believing. So if you want to let go of something, you got to get outside, got to get beyond your patterning, got to find some new friends, take some new risks, do things that feel weird and uncomfortable and strange at times, all knowing that you are making this decision and doing so, so that you can expand your range of familiarity, familiarity, making room for a new way of being and a new way of seeing in the world. Then you're going to make decisions to be okay with being a little uncomfortable, knowing that you are expanding the possibility of who you are and who you can be in the world. And finally, get right with the truth. Letting go sometimes hurts. If you get right with this truth and then you just let it hurt, you're going to expand your capacity to feel pain. And if you have an expanded capacity to feel pain, sister, guess what? You also have an expanded capacity to feel more love. So there it is. Be gentle with yourself if letting go is hard for you. Practice giving yourself a little bit of space. Buy yourself some flowers. Rest a while in a sliver of sunlight on the living room floor. Draw a bath and drizzle some essential oils into your water. Make yourself a yummy pot of soup. It's enough. Rest your hands on your heart and soften your paws and your claws so that those claws aren't quite so ready for the fight. I have a feeling that these Few little reminders can make a world of difference on the path to letting go for you, just like they've done for me. And maybe they'll even change your entire world. That's it for today. And if you liked this, there's a little meditation waiting for you over at BritBSteel.com forward slash here. And one more thing, if you've enjoyed this podcast, I welcome you to forward it to your friends, to like it where you listened, and to share it on your social media. It's been an honor to be here with you, speaking just a little bit about the ways in which that we let go a little, and I'm super grateful that you've shared your heart and your time with me today. 
Looking so forward to next time. This is Britt B. Steele, your host for It's All Right Here, the podcast dedicated to helping you rise into your next best and highest evolution. Bye for now. Bye for now.